Yeah, so a new item on my bucket list, I want to meet one of those unicorn whales. Unicorn? What, what the hell is that? You know, it's a unicorn whale. It's the whale with the, the big unicorn coming out of its head. Isn't that called a narwhal? I, I don't really care what it's called. I just want to meet this magical whale that can fly and grant wishes. Wait, hey, hold on a second. We're rolling. Oh, all right. Well, then let's roll. Well, I'm Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two, two guys, guys on Block Island. Island. All right, listeners, welcome to. I'm ex- I'm really excited. I'm excited. Too. I, I am. This is going to yeah. be a great episode. We have a great guest here. Really great. Yeah, her name is Sarah Callen, and she manages the animal rescue program at the Mar- Mystic Marine Aquarium. Mystic Aquarium. Mystic Aquarium. One of my favorite places to go as a kid on field trips. The best. How That's, are you? I'm good. Thank. That was a beautiful intro. By oh, the way. thank you. It was beautiful. <laughs> I got it. I almost got it right. I stuttered a little bit. Yeah. I, there's well, a lot of M's. The Marine Mystic Management. Mem- yeah, mammals. A lot of M's. It's a Dr. Seuss book right there for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we're nervous too because we don't usually get to interview celebrities like you. Oh gosh! You know what yeah. I mean? People who so like know how to talk to animals <laughs> and stuff. But we're really interested in learning how you learned how to commun- speak to the animals. That we'll get to that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess our first question. So usually we ask our guests, um, you know, how did you come to Block Island? When did you first come there? And uh, I guess the question is, have you ever been to Block Island? I have. Thank goodness. It's one of my favorite places. Oh, is it? Nice. Yes. You're not just saying that because you're on a uh, podcast not even about just Block saying Island, that. are you? Oh, that's not awesome. Even just All, right. That. Yeah. Okay. All right. When was the first time you went to Block Island? Well, I grew up in Connecticut, so I went to Block Island growing up as a kid, but I had moved away from the East Coast for a while. And I moved back here six years ago when I took the job at Mystic Aquarium. And the first time I went back to Block Island in my adulthood was to train a first responder course out there. And oh, wow. Yeah. And so uh, it was great being out there. And we have a bunch of first responders on islands. So luckily, I will. we do have SEALs that, well, not luckily, SEALs do need medical attention out there. Um, and so lucky for me, I have to go to Block Island on many occasions. Right. <laughs> yeah. So any excuse to get out there. We, we have right, a nice. lot of people like that come out to, but Rich and I used to both be in the restaurant business out there. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. like, you know, we'd have our representative reps from the, you know, uh, liquor and uh, food companies come out and they're sure. always like, yeah, they loved Wednesdays because <laughs> yeah. it was like, get on the ferry, hop on a out, moped yeah. or a bicycle oh, and, yeah. you know. Yeah. Cruise around. Yeah. Sometimes they'd even stop and take your order. You know, that's true. Every now and then, yeah. Can't I might... just phone this in? They're like, no, 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 no. We got to come out. We have to come out face to face. Yeah, we have yeah. to do the face to face. Exactly. So you get to go out pretty often, a couple times a year, or I mean, yeah, like... I, I would say it's like a love hate thing. Like, it's not even it. There's no hate. Yeah. yeah, love coming out there. But yeah, so I'll come out, um, I'd say like a handful of times a year. And it just depends. Sometimes it's like for something really good, like teaching these classes or touching base with first responders on island. And then other times it's to rescue an animal that has stranded out there. So um, yeah, so various reasons, but I always enjoy my time on the island. And you use the Mystic Aquarium private jet, I assume. To oh right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously. The yeah. helicopter, they chopper <laughs> they, you out. They drop, yeah, out there yeah. in five minutes. Is Zip line yeah. out of the chopper yeah. right on the beach. Yeah, yeah if there's like a you know <laughs> dun, really dun, important dun, dun, you know dun, seal rescuer yeah. or there's a seagull mm. and you don't don't like Mission this Impossible is, Tom Cruise fast rope down with the 
Hey, yeah. this is a great idea to plug that. In. We'll plug see what they. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Hey, anyone you know, has a chopper? <laughs> I have a feeling Missy Cram has more important things to spend their money on. I guess <laughs> yeah. not a helicopter. That's my guess. But, you know, you could always ask. It never hurts. Yeah. Before we get too far into uh, what it is you're doing now with Mr. Uh, the Aquarium, what what's your background? Uh, you know, why did did you study? Were you a marine biologist in school, or what was your history? Yeah. Um. So I guess my background is kind of all over the place, but. Grew up in Connecticut, so I went to Mystic Aquarium growing up and fell in love with marine life um, just from going to the aquarium. Um, and then in college, I actually have a degree in psychology, and I I played hockey my whole life. Um, and oh, so cool. in college, I did play uh, Division One ice hockey, and that was kind of a big focus for wow. me. Wow, where'd there. you go to school? St. Lawrence University. Oh, wow, big hockey program. Big hockey school, huge. yeah. I was yeah. a walk-on, so I mean. What else? Hockey, you made the team. Yeah. That's huge. What, what what position do you play? Um, Left wing. Left wing. Yeah. How's your slap shot? I mean, it's okay. Still all right? <laughs> it's not, I still I'm play, not getting I still a, play a little pickup. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you were a psychology major. Yeah, psychology major, but I focused a lot on animal behavior. Okay. Um, and then once I graduated, I had an opportunity to play ice hockey in Australia, out of all places. So I went out there for a year, which was incredible. I mean, the ice was like super bumpy, and we the locker room was outside. It was it was an experience, <laughs> but and the puck was actually like a rugby. It was ball. like yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, note to self, right. note, yeah. or a boomerang, and you there, and it wasn't hockey sticks; it was boomerangs, like taped to broomsticks. Yeah, hockey much, down yeah. under. They didn't yeah. have any glass or anything, so I mean, any bystander who's watching a game is at high risk. Was, they're they're pretty. They're nuts, the yeah, Australians. Yeah, I mean, they're just game for anything. I wonder <laughs> if there's less heckling because you might take oh. an accidental slap shot to the teeth. I, the no. Australians? Yeah. Are you kidding? Me? I know. I'm sure there's definitely yeah. not less heckling. The no. whole time they're just <laughs> there was benches cleared during games. <laughs> it was wild. It was wild. That is crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. So, but while I was out there, um, I knew I wanted to be you know involved with animal care in some capacity. So I did volunteer. At a wildlife sanctuary that was part of a zoo. So um, I worked at the veterinary hospital there and um, we took care of koalas and kangaroos that, you know, had been injured in fires and wombats, Tasmanian devils. How about a wallaby? You ever see a wallaby? wallaby? Yes. (laughs) Great accent. Thanks. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so that's kind of where I really had my first uh, foot in the door with any sort of animal care. And after Australia, I came back to Connecticut for six months. I volunteered at the aquarium and was so over winter at that point. I was like, I want to go back to warm sunshine. So I took an internship out in Hawaii that was supposed to be for three months and then ended up being out there for five years. Um, so <laughs> I like her style. Man. Yeah, that's a good place <laughs> like, to stretch it. Hey, I'm going to go play hockey in Australia. Yeah. I'm going to go hang out in Hawaii for a bit. Nice. What, what, have we, what have we been doing? I don't know. Yeah. You know right. I'm like hanging out on the west side. I then know. I went down to the you yeah, know, then North, I went to the North Light, Old Island Pub for a couple hours. <laughs> no, uh, so in Australia, I'm sorry, Hawaii. What were you doing there? I am um, actually interned with uh, the endangered Hawaiian monk seals, and I actually trained two of them at the Waikiki Aquarium for a bit. Okay, and then how's that aquarium? It's great. It's small, like really local community aquarium. It's awesome. Um, I really enjoyed my time there. And um, through through working with the monk seals there, I actually ended up going out. Um, with Noah no- National Oceanic, the and guy who built the Ark, the <laughs> Noah's Ark. <laughs> yeah. He's still around. 
Well, there's a nor- maybe yeah. he knows. I mean, he's kind of like one of the original animal conservationists, it's right? True, yeah. yeah. From if what you I think gather. about it, so yeah. yeah, okay. So you worked with the guy from the Bible yeah. who built <laughs> yeah, the boat. Exactly. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but I ended up going out to study uh, Hawaiian monk seals on an uninhabited island that was 1,200 miles away from civilization, uh, and I was out there for four months, and it was. A pretty amazing experience. We didn't have any contact with the outside world. Your eyes right now, both of your face. <laughs> we're like, we think we're special living on Blog yeah. We're like, we don't have good internet. 1,200 miles. Yeah. Holy shit. It was so uh, near Midway Atoll. Uh-huh. Atoll oh, of Midway. Mid- Midway. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we bathed, bathed in the ocean, uh, had to wash like dishes and any clothes in the ocean. And how many of you were there? Three. Three of us out there. Oh, I, hope, I hope you got along with them. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, when, we all got along. Did Jeff Probst show up and be like, <laughs> your next challenge? <laughs> yeah. By oh, the end man. of it, I was drawing smiley faces on soccer balls that washed up. Ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow, uh, what an experience. Though. No, yeah, who gets amazing. to do that? It was the most like refreshing experience. My my face went like that because I was so tossed between would I love that or would I hate <laughs> that? Like, I'm like, wait, that sounds really awesome, but I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. Unless I... I'd have to be able to pick the other two people. I'd have to. Yeah, mm. I would say. Yeah, that's. And then probably tie them up and drag them. <laughs> How were the other two people that you were hanging out with out there? They were so they were good. Uh, they were a married couple, uh-huh. so they kind of kept. I mean, they were everyone was very professional and great. Um, luckily, yeah, everyone got along, but they kind of kept to themselves a bit. Um, and. Which you do your thing, we do ours. I mean, we all, we all, I mean, we weren't just like sitting there. We had to do seal surveys every day and go walk around the island. We tagged any weaned pup um, that was born. We'd have to tag them, take measurements on them. And then one of like the most, I guess, surprising things that I felt um, from my experience out there was just the capacity of marine debris that washed up. Uh, In the middle middle of nowhere, right? And there were, I mean, everything from toothbrushes, lighters, scissors. You had uh, car p- car parts wash up, refrigerators, laundry baskets, shoes. I mean, you name it. And we're, there's nowhere to put it. So that was one of the most surprising things for me. I'm living there and it's absolute paradise. Crystal clear, beautiful water. Animals everywhere. There were albatross chicks that you could barely walk a couple of feet. And there's just chicks all around. But they would die unfortunately um a lot of the chicks and you could look in their stomach and i found like a little kid's like dinosaur in a stomach or like lighters so i think you know my job was supposed to be doing all this research and then which i did but a lot of it was like disentangling seals and wow, you know animals so i know sorry really sad no, it's a, but no, interesting to, to know yeah because i think until you live in it and like see it firsthand people just like see it on TV and it doesn't directly affect you, but it was directly affecting me too. Cause I couldn't get away from it. Well, you know, the ocean is that, that thing that no matter what rules we make here and how well people behave, there's still so many countries that are, that's where, you know, yeah. it's, you toss it out the window. And, you and know? is that near the great, uh, the big garbage, garbage patch. patch? Yeah, exactly. So this is coming mm-hmm. from that. How yeah. far was that? We from- were in it. Oh wow! So you're yeah. right. So that's where all this stuff was coming, yeah. and that's a very real. How big is that thing? It's now? like three times the size of Texas. That's it's insane. Huge. It's so big, and the trash comes from all over, from Asia, from Australia. It comes from us, you know. Sure. The, it just gets gathered yeah. by the movement of currents, currents. into sort of a yeah, like the, not a vortex, I guess, but uh, whatever you call that. Of, yeah, garbage no, vortex. Exactly. Like, yeah, there's exactly. different like gyres out there, and all all that trash. So you like even moving back here, I'm like, oh, you know, it's it's not 
there isn't as much like trash on the beach here that I saw out there, but all that trash is going to a current somewhere out there in the Atlantic Ocean and, you know, getting dispersed in other places. So just because we're not seeing it all the time right. um, doesn't mean that it's not out oh. there affecting animals. So did you, when, uh, so, uh, sorry, not to get off the garbage, yeah, yeah. I love talking trash, but yeah. um, <laughs> trash when, talk. when yeah. you, uh, <laughs> when you're out there on the Island, this just came like, did they come bring you food and supplies every now and then? Or how did that work? Uh, yeah. So no, they didn't. Um, we went out there with a six month supply of Non-perishable items. I would have polished that off in a week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so we did, we're able, I brought, we were able to have like a small fridge that had a solar panel um, leading to it. So I was able to bring two pieces of chicken and two pieces of steak. And I had to decide like what day I like was going to eat. It was like 4th of July. Yeah, <laughs> it was huge. I'm like, I'm cooking the steak tonight. I can't wait. And, and it was like a countdown until the 4th of July. And you're like hiding from the married couple. Yeah, like, like, this yeah. is my steak. <laughs> like, did you see I Am Legend when they wakes up and the chick's cooking a package of bacon? He's like, I was saving that. Oh, yeah, yeah, after yeah, the yeah. world ends and he's got this yeah. one pack of bacon left. <laughs> so, all right. So you're on this crazy deserted island doing research and then and then you leave there and then you come back to yeah so i mean that that experience i was like holy crap like i need to share what i've seen here and advocate for animals and kind of be a voice for these animals who are you know they can't tell their story how long ago was that what year that was 2015 okay so within the last yeah yeah so So i went right from there um i went back to like the mainland of oahu and was looking for jobs and the job at Mystic popped up and I was like, oh my gosh, was I ready to leave Hawaii at the time? Not really, but this I knew like I had to apply for this job because this is exactly what I want to do. Um, and luckily I got the job and I was like, all right, well, moving back home. And I'm so happy. I I mean, I, I didn't know how long I was going to be back here for. I didn't know if I'd go back to Hawaii, but um, I Mystic is a great area to live. I love... I are never, you, you said you're from... Are you from this area? I'm from New Haven area. New Haven, okay. So I, to be honest, whenever I went to Mystic, I would just go to the aquarium, like get off 95, go to the aquarium, and I never really explored the area as a kid, but... I mean, Rhode Island's like this hidden gem. I love Rhode Island. And you have Block Island. The Block Island is the closest thing to my deserted island. So uh, yeah. I love It's in a whole winter. new world. It's a in the totally winter. different world we have out a, there. We have a different type of trash that washes <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we no, I'm just kidding. We love most of you. <laughs> most yeah. of them. Yeah. 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 All right. But, um, so you come out to, uh, so you come back to Mystic, you get this job, and then um, what, uh, okay, so, but. Yeah, you went to school for psychology, but how did you learn all this stuff about animals and stuff? To be honest, I always tell like our interns and stuff who who come uh, join our program that I mean, yes, having a degree is so important, but a lot of the job is about the experience that you you get, Um, and so. From my internships, and I volunteered at like the Honolulu Zoo with chimpanzees and giraffes, and just tried to learn as much as I can from as many different facilities that were out there. So at one point, I was volunteering at three different facilities while working a full time job, and just to try to get you know that experience. Um, and so your resume was just an amazing repertoire of you know various cool stuff places you worked. I, mean, I, mean, I don't want to like pump my tires it was I mean I like to I just like to have <laughs> like different <laughs> different things on my resume but sure. no yeah I mean um yeah I think that just working with different um species and 
Uh, I think like being out there doing that field work really helped my resume um, when applying for this job. Um, so when you got the job, what was the first uh, thing you did in terms of rescuing animals? What would, do you remember your first oh rescue? And- I don't remember my first rescue, but I do remember within like the first two months of being at the aquarium or a couple months of being at the aquarium, we took in a manatee that had stranded initially on Cape Cod. Wait, how did a manatee get up here? Yeah, they come up here rarely, but they will come up this way. I mean, the water's warming so quickly now. Right. And so it's like an interesting time to be in the field because I think we're going to start seeing, you know, a lot of different species and different patterns and species up in this way um, in our area. Um, Manatees will kind of come up here in the summer every so often, not frequently, but usually they'll figure their way back down south. Um, you know, in the fall. And for whatever reason, this manatee just couldn't figure out her way out of Cape Cod. And and I think it's tricky because there's a lot of different, um, like, uh, tides and they have a lot of sandbars and stuff out there that's hard to navigate out of. And so she was stuck in this one area and there was going to be a really abrupt drop in temperature where it was going to drop below like 60 degrees. She wouldn't survive. So um, the decision was made to have um, Mystic Aquarium be the designated rehab facility for her. And I remember getting, my boss was on vacation and I remember getting a call at like five o'clock at night. I was like, all right, done with work for the day. I'm gonna going to go home. Going. <laughs> yeah. And I got a call. Hey, the vanity can arrive at the aquarium as early as tomorrow morning. Make sure you have enough food sourced for her tonight before you know, tomorrow morning. What do manatees eat? Well, so I've never worked with them, so I'm Googling. (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally... How to feed a manatee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm Googling how much do manatees eat? What do they eat? And it's like 20% of their body weight and they can, per day, and they can weigh a thousand pounds. So I'm like, how am I going to find 200 pounds of lettuce and spinach by tomorrow morning? (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. What time of year was this? This was in September. Okay, so... Was there any challenge to getting it to uh, eat food you provided rather than foraging on its own? So that was a concern that, you know, one of the things that we were preparing for was having to tube feed the manatee in case, you know, she came in really debilitated. Um, She was like the best rehab patient we've had. She came in... What'd you name her? Washburn. She was found on Washburn Island. Yeah. Um, But she came in and like the second she went in the pool, she like ate instantly was like scarfing down lettuce and spinach and we actually found out a couple weeks into her rehab that she was pregnant too we were doing an ultrasound i just saw the vet's eyes light up i'm like oh my gosh i know what they're looking at and it was so cool to get to see like this little floppy baby manatee yeah god manatees are so freaking cute to begin with i can just i can just see the manatees talk oh you're pregnant here's where you want to go go get stuck up in your mystic aquarium they take real good care of you we joke about that yeah because she really she was just like she was like oh no i'm healthy i just want to come here and like yeah Yeah. i've always wanted to you know check out new england yeah (laughs) so did was the uh baby manatee born at in mystic she was not he she was not um the manatee she was with us for like a month and a half two months but their gestation period is about a year and her um the fetus was like six months at that point so um she was actually Another thing we say, she knew exactly what she was doing. She got flown down to Florida so she didn't have to swim down to Florida. 
got flown down to Florida by the Coast Guard. They, we released her down there, and then um, she went straight to the Bahamas. So she knew what she was doing. Smart she, like, beelined it for the Bahamas. Yep. And we're assuming that's where she gave birth out there. Wow. wow. That's yeah. super cool. Now, did you... Because um, manatees are incredibly docile, from what I understand, aren't they? And they're pre- yeah, they're, they're pretty, pretty mellow. Cool, right? and yeah, but so, oh, sorry, they do have a huge paddle. And yes, they're pretty mellow. But I mean, any animal that's stressed out and there's you feel like you're being abducted by aliens, yeah, I could imagine, sure. is going to use what they're they gonna have. They're going to smack you around. Oh my gosh, whoosh, whoosh, that paddle could do some damage for okay. sure. So you didn't get to sw- Did you get to swim with the manatee and get in the no, tank or we, anything? We didn't no. do any of that. I will say, I I've always wanted to hug a manatee. They, <laughs> they just, look so, so lovable. Cute. I know. Yeah, <sighs> we could get in the pool. It might be similar. It might be. Yeah, actually, <laughs> Rich, I can <laughs> duct tape my legs together. Okay, yeah, for it, like into a paddle. Actually, they sell those mermaid tails. Can we I'll just get you one of the? Oh, sweet mermaid tail. Can we actually? Can we? Here's an idea. I'm just throwing this out there we're spitballing here yeah, yeah. you know maybe maybe on april for april fool's day you have oh. rich and i come to the, and you put us yeah. in, the, in one of the tanks with the you know get the belugas out yeah. of there and then there's me and rich yeah. just like in mermaids swimming around i'll throw Wait. a tantrum i said romaine yeah yeah what do you not understand yeah yeah you send it back you send it back yeah yeah i'm sorry this lettuce is it's not yeah. it's not mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> wow okay so the manatee that was a cool so that was experience. a really cool one yeah my first year there that happened and uh then what like what are some of the uh tell us your favorite uh, yeah. like save story or you know the the, the coolest yeah. rescue okay. you've done so oh, there's so many um we had a seal once that came in for rehab little harbor seal pup um in really bad bad shape um <clears throat> and this animal like we had it in our care for about a week or two was really um, declining. We were doing everything we could for it. And I remember one of our vet at the time, it's like, this animal's going to die. It really needs a blood transfusion. But at the time, it was like it needed this blood transfusion immediately. And typically, if you're doing a blood transfusion, you want to take the blood from the animal that's sick and try to match it up with a donor animal and all that stuff. But we just didn't have the time for that. So so that, that would assume you have, there are blood banks for animals, I guess? No, um, the blood bank essentially for stranded animals is like another live rehab animal. I got you. Okay. That's, so yeah. yeah. So and we just didn't have time. Um, the animal was in such critical condition. So um, we ended up, there was a little harbor, fat harbor seal pup that happened to hop up on its haul out at the time and we're like you just donated yourself <laughs> you just volunteered, the, yes, bro. You just, did i yeah. see a flipper up there I think <laughs> you just raised your flipper <laughs> exactly so it was a really healthy fat harbor seal pup that um ended like this, up being this the guy donor. Can spare a yeah. yeah 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 and then hey that pup saved the other pup's life the animal ended up surviving which was like a hail mary like this is our last shot kind of thing and you kind of rolled the dice with the blood matching enough yeah know, well exactly that enough. was the other thing but we just didn't have time so um the animal survived and did fantastic but it's just those cases like that i mean you're you're exhausted you're there literally checking on animals all throughout the night giving fluids giving antibiotics and it's like an icu it is it, yeah. oh, it absolutely is we have separate um units for each animal and we treat it like a hospital so it's like this is this animal's hospital bed if we enter that unit we fully disinfect ourselves from head to toe before we go into another animal's unit essentially um so yeah we treat it like a hospital we can't walk around the rest of the aquarium once we enter our 
animal rescue clinic because we don't want to transfer any diseases that those animals who are sick might have with our healthy animals at the aquarium. So we're very quarantined all the time. COVID wasn't like a huge Not a big shocker. thing for you. Right. Like, we're yeah. used to, yeah, we've been doing this yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so how about, uh, did you have any like heartbreaking stories where there was like an, a particular animal you just became so attached to and it was just don't like- Don't make me cry. And, and, you know, no, that's what I'm trying to- I'm, I'm, Get I'm, the tissues is, out, guys. Dude, this, no. they're right there. This is our Barbara Walters moment this is the barbara walters moment okay let me let me do this all right, all right do so it. sarah <laughs> there must have been some very sad moments no i'm just kidding but seriously yeah, yeah. was there any no, i mean because I, mean, I can only imagine you must get attached to certain animals i mean yeah and it's interesting you talk about getting attached because one thing i mean our animals we treat them like wild animals and so all of our volunteers we always tell people you know try not we just aren't going to get attached to animals because you never know thing animals look great and look like they're, you know, improving. And then the next day they just go downhill. Um, so it's always like a roller coaster of emotions, I'd say, for our crew. Um, but, I mean, our volunteers are so dedicated and, you know, come in all day long and um, work so hard on these animals. I think it's really hard not to get attached. So I'd be lying if I said we don't have those heartbreaking moments where <clears throat> um, an animal that you've been working on, you know, day in and day out for a month ends up, you know, just suddenly going downhill. Um, but that's that's the nature of the field, and we do what we can to give every animal a second chance at life. And, um, you know, some animals just aren't meant it, to be. Hey, it's, it's, it's that's nat- yeah. nature. It's nature. It's, um, a, it's, it's a cruel world. It yeah. is, Probably yeah. Know, you know, it you know. is. And but... it's, you know, I, I do uh, the rescue squad on Block Island. I did oh, pretty yeah. heavily for mm-hmm. a while. And, right. you know, you just have to remind yourself that you're, all you're there to do is your best. Yeah. You know, you yeah. tried, mm-hmm. which was better than it was going to happen if you weren't there to try. And yep. that's, you know, and that's exactly. it. You know? And we have such a great crew. We have, so we have 30 in-house volunteers. Yeah, I was going to say, tell us a little bit about yeah. the program itself, the, yeah, like gotta, how many people you I have. Yeah, I got to shine some light on our crew. Um, yeah, so we have about 30 in-house volunteers. They're incredible. Some volunteers have been with the program for 12 plus years, so really dedicated. And then we have over 220 first responders who go through like an hour and a half, two hour training with us. I'm actually here to recruit you two today, by the way. We're in. <laughs> yep. I'm in. Wait, for besides the mermaid tank thing that besides we're going to do? Besides that, that's, oh, a, that's just okay, a little okay, bonus. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, I'm not afraid to give mouth to mouth to a CEO. <laughs> no. no. Like I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. They have sharp teeth. sharp teeth. That's they, true. When they want to attack us, that's always a great sign. That's like our goal for every animal that comes into rehab. <laughs> we want them to like hate us because right. then they're going to succeed out there. That means they're feeling frisky and wow. they're feeling frisky, yeah. feisty. They won't be, you know, bit, yeah. they're not habituated to humans. So do you like berate them? Do you antagonize <laughs> them a little? Call them names and try and get them like, come at me, bro. Like, come at me, bro. Come at me, seal. Yeah. 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 Let's see what you got, um, tough yeah. guy. Yeah. No, but to them, it's funny. So if you were to come in the clinic, which you guys are invited to come oh, visit any time. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be come, great. Come take a behind the scenes tour. But all of our units um, either have like a tarp over the front of them or um, like a door in the back that slides open. And so we hide behind that door or behind the tarp anytime we feed them. So we really try to minimize any interaction with them right. unless we have to handle them for like blood draw, which isn't a fun experience. Right. For That's them, funny. So. I, do, I have a similar method when I feed Rich. <laughs> I put a thing over his cage yeah. and, you know, try not to make eye contact. I just see yeah. his hand in a hoagie. Yeah. Italian grinder. And he just lets go. Yeah. And I, you know. That's uh-huh. great. But yeah, so we throw fish like, Fish to them falls from the sky in rehab. So, I mean. So the same advice is basically to the animal. The goal is don't get too attached. You don't want them getting attached to 
oh, for the rest of my life, the door's going to, you know, just, somebody's just going to yeah. hand me food. I know, they gotta yeah. got to realize they're going, they're going back to the Bahamas. They're going back they're not <laughs> having this kid here. I know. Well, some animals will release them, and it's, you know, this big exciting thing, and we open the door, and you, like, hope they just, like, gallop yeah. to the water and they'll like turn around and try to get back in the kennel and we have to pull oh, the kennel away it's like oh. they've had you know free food they don't have to exert energy oh. yeah yeah in rehab we're like no you guys gotta toughen up you're on your own now <laughs> I, I get it i could see where that could happen <laughs> yeah are there are there um seasons that are generally more uh are that are busier for you in terms of rescue than yeah, others? Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, this time of year is our busiest uh, feel, se- seal season in the field. So we have gray seal pups that are born from January till about March. So we'll have lots of little seal pups on the beach. And, you know, it's a cute little, they're w- completely like white and fluffy when they're born. They're so cute. Um, and mom only nurses them for like three to four weeks. And then she's like, you have sucked the life out of me. I am leaving you. They'll go from 30 pounds when they're born to like 100, 150 pounds after three to four weeks. Oh, so wow. They gain a ton of weight, but that's because they're left on their own and they need to that fat reserve to survive while they figure out life. And they probably don't exert a lot of energy during that time. Right, They just right. kind of hang on the beach. They kind of and- hang and then once they, you know, if some of that fat reserve comes off, they're like, okay, I guess I'm hungry. I need to go learn how to hunt for myself. But um, yeah, so people see this fluffy white seal pup on the beach and, you know, they, I it it's all good intentioned, but um, sometimes they'll like go up to seals and stuff like that when really they just need to leave them alone. Leave them alone. Right. Exactly. So message to our listeners, if you yes. see any type Any. of wildlife yes just leave it alone yeah. take a picture yeah. from a distance i definitely want to go over that i know what to do you yeah. know what speaking of messages to our listeners oh yeah why don't we uh, we're gonna we'll be right back with you sarah and just and thanks for being here this is great oh, yeah. this is awesome. you this. guys are fun we and, um, check in with our sponsors yeah we're gonna check in with our sponsors and we'll be right back sounds great hey rich do these bell bottoms make me look fat Bell bottom. Oh, wait. It must be Monday, and you're going to disco night at Captain Nick's. Well, yeah, of course I'm going to disco night at Captain Nick's. I'm the DJ, man. I got to be there. <laughs> that place is so much fun. So much fun. And the fun doesn't end after Monday, because on Tuesday and Wednesdays, we have dueling pianos, followed by Dr. Wes Chesterson's sloppy seconds. What are sloppy seconds? Well, that's when I play the piano for the rest of the drunk people there at the end of the night. Oh, that sounds fun in itself. And Thursdays, they've got live acoustic acts and full bands and DJs. Yeah. And Friday and Saturday afternoons, we have acoustic stick acts on the deck at 5 30 uh fridays are delaney and then saturdays our buddy rob davis and then friday and saturday nights they've got the best live bands on block island like Derek and the fun bags the blushing brides fever neil and the vipers west end blend and the high and mighty brass band just to name a few yeah and uh the bands aren't over just because friday and saturday night ends on sunday afternoons the young guns take the stage on the deck at 5 30 sunday fun day and what if you're hungry they got food right yeah for sure all right so they've serving food out of the Captain Galley seven days a week, including some late night grub. So, you know, if you're hungry, stop in late night and grab a bite. Yeah. And if you want to check out the full entertainment schedule, let's just head over to CaptainNicksBI.com. Hey, Rich, I feel like I need some exercise. Let's go run the Block Island Triathlon. Um, I'm more into low impact. How about a gentle paddle? Oh, sure. Well, we could go explore the Great Salt Pond on a kayak or paddleboard from Ford Island Kayaks. Yeah, they and you know they have the Hobie pedal boards, too. You ever try one of those out? It's like a bike on water. I've heard about that. They've also got the Peekaboo Glass Bottom Kayak. Yeah, and you can rent all their stuff by the hour, or half day, full day, or even a whole week. If you're going to stay for a week, you can reserve a, a kayak for a week. Yeah, but you know what? 
you might want to make a reservation if your group is six or more. That's a hot tip for you. Well, that's a good tip. I like it. So uh, basically, you go explore the Great Salt Pond. It's got hidden coves. There's the oyster farms out there, the marinas. Andy's Way is great. You know? Yeah, it's super cool. And it's operated by, and it's located adjacent to our friends at the BI Fishworks oh, place. Nice. All right. Well, you can hear everything we just talked about and more if you go to the BIFishworks.com or you can give them a call at 401 466 you know what my favorite thing to do on a paddleboard is? What's that? I like to bring a sandwich with me and paddle out to Andy's Way and just kind of camp out there and eat my sandwich. It's like finding your own private spot. I just try to not get sand in my sandwich. Well, better in your sandwich than your shorts. That's my motto. Yeah, good point. Surf's up, dude. Bro, what am I going to do? I'm out of surfboard wax. Well, I wish there was a surf shop here on Block Island. Guess what? You're in luck because there is Diamond Blue Surf Shop. Oh, my God. I love that place. But you know what, Rich? It's so much more than just a surf shop. Oh, yeah. Diamond Blue is located at the four-way at Bridgegate Square. Cool. That's on my way to the beach. And you know what? When I'm there, I think I might get a new bathing suit. But they also have hats, uh, sunglasses, footwear, surfwear, everything. Yeah, they got tons. Of great place to Christmas shop, even if it's summertime. But they, they also do rentals. They'll rent surfboards, paddleboards, wetsuits, boogie boards, kayaks and beach chairs. Yeah, and you know what? If you don't know what you're doing on a surfboard, unlike ourselves, obviously. Yeah, of course. They have lessons by some of the island's most experienced surf instructors. Rich, check this out. I never stood up on a surfboard until last summer, and it was all because of Diamond Blue. Judy was out there giving the kids some lessons, and I just went out with them, and I caught a wave. Wow, that... That's awesome. Maybe I'll try it. I don't know. I'm a little nervous, but not with those instructors. Uh, so listen, stop down and visit Jen and the gang. They're all so fun and friendly. Jen's a longtime island local, super cool and groovy. And, you know, their merchandise, if, if you know, can't make it in the store, go online and uh, check them out. Yeah. What's that website address again? Diamondbluebi.com. All right. I'm going to head down to the club. Wait a minute, there's a club out here? Is yeah. it like a private club? Can I come? No, Club Soda. Oh! You know the place. They are purveyors of fine food, free advice, and magical elixirs. You know what else? If you're looking for local color rich, this is the place you want to go. The murals around the wall by H.D. Weatherby are incredible. Yeah, I heard that he paid off his bar tab by painting that panorama. Well, I don't think he could drink enough to cover what he did there. <laughs> That's for sure. Hey, you know what else? Monday night is trivia night at 9 p.m., and they've got half-price wings all night. And on Tuesdays, it's karaoke time. Ooh, we should go and sing a Carpenter's song. I love Carpenter's song. Why do birds suddenly appear? Oh, wait. I just remembered. On Wednesdays, it's musical bingo night. How much fun is that? Ugh, that sounds like fun. And Thursdays and Fridays, it's the Acoustic Showcase. I've seen that. And you know, they they get some great artists there to perform. And then on Saturday, it's full live bands. Ugh, that sounds like a fun place to go. Totally. That's why I'm going. All right. So check them out at their website, Club Soda. B-I-R-I.com, or you can give them a call at 401-466-5397. And you know what they say at Club Soda? We're all here because we're not all there. Okay, we're back with Sarah Callen from the Mystic Aquarium. She's super cool. Yeah. Very cool person. I was expecting a dork. Yeah, we're waiting for... (laughs) This is way... Yeah. Beyond. Way beyond. Overachieving. Yeah. Wow, I gotta work on these more often. Usually we're the only two dorks in the room. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, But anyway, all right, so... That didn't make any sense. Um, (laughs) What what were we talking about? Before the break, we were talking about, um, you know, when you see... When a person is on the beach, or anywhere for that matter, and you see... 
a uh, an animal in the wild, you leave it alone, yeah. right? Okay, so give us give our listeners some idea of like you know guidelines. guidelines. What's, what's a sure. good distance? What what's a yeah? So these animals are all federally protected under the Marine Mammal Protection Act, which states you have to stay 150 feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a pretty far distance, but there's really good reason for that, and a lot of you know the animals that are on the beach people people don't understand that it's animals are solitary so yeah they'll go haul out in a group but they really are totally fine they like to be independent and be on their own so it's not alarming for a seal to be hauled out by themselves um seals also don't need to eat every day and they do need rest so when they do haul out um, sometimes we see seals haul out for like two days. Maybe sorry, even what is haul out? Oh, yeah, sorry. Come up I... on. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, yeah, you're yeah. dropping some <laughs> serious lingo. You guys got to know this lingo for when you come to the aquarium. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mermaid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so haul out is basically an animal coming up on the beach. Okay. And just okay. like beaching themselves, which is fine. They can um, yeah. haul out to rest just like we like to sunbathe. They do too. Um, and so they'll haul out for two to three days potentially. Um, and once they get their rest and they can go back out and look for food, but they'll dive, you know, hundreds of to a thousand feet and they travel very far distances. So when they do haul out, it's for a reason. And we need to make sure we give them space and not stress them out. Cause I would never want an animal to get spooked and flushed into the water not rested and then have to go, you know, escape a predator or who knows what and not be able to do that. Well, so. I imagine just like us, just fighting that cold water uses mm-hmm. energy. Oh, for you sure. Know, yeah. All, all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell because uh, on Block Island, I noticed the seals will be on a rock and it's it's clearly way out of the water now because of the tide. So, you know, it's been there for eight or 10 hours. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like, hmm, just chilling. Just yeah. hanging out. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes they do this thing with their back. I wish I could. The banana like, pose. The banana. Is that what That's it, what we call it. Another term. <laughs> a banana pose? Yeah. Hey, Larry, I'm going to haul out and do the banana pose yeah, yeah. for a couple of days. Nice banana pose, Chuck. <laughs> is that, now, did you make that up or is that a technical term? It's, I mean, I want to call it technical. I don't know where it came from. I didn't make it up, but. It's, it's floating it's used, around. It's, it's been it's in the field around. for a while. Okay. It's floating around. Right. Yeah. Okay. If right. only this was video, you could demonstrate the banana uh, pose. Well, we, <laughs> we can, might have to. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll take I'll a get a banana yeah. pose. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some pictures. I'm old. I'm have to do the reverse banana pose where I lay on my yeah. back and do it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, you, you can thank us later, uh, internet, for, yeah. for yeah. what you're about to see. <laughs> yeah, for what's coming your way. So is there any tips or pointers to tell when an animal is just hauled out and a seal's hauled out and banana posing? Or yeah. I guess the banana pose is a sign it's of a good It's a great health. sign. Yeah, it okay. takes a lot of energy and strength for an animal to put their feet and their head up like that or okay. their hind flippers. Me too, feet. actually. Yeah. So, I mean, for them to hold that position, that's a healthy animal. So where's the fine line when you worry that it might not be a healthy hmm. animal? Yeah, so I look for obvious things like an animal that's really lethargic that – we, so I'll usually, if I get a call on an animal, I'll send a first responder and they'll basically be the first eyes for us on the animal. Cause we cover over a thousand miles between Fisher's Island, Connecticut, Rhode Island. We've had days where we have 13 animals in the field we're monitoring. So we can't be everywhere at once. So that's why our first responders are so important to the program because they're our first eyes on the animal and they're relaying information back to us about what they're seeing. And so we tell them to look for things like an animal that our first responders will are authorized to approach them if there are concerns about the animal. And if the animal doesn't, you know, isn't alert or doesn't follow them or pay attention to them being there, then that's a sign that they're not responsive. We call it another term for you guys, 
bar, B-A-R, bright alert responsive is what we look for. Okay. Um, we also look for things like any discharge from the nose or the eyes, um, any um, any labored breathing, stuff like that could indicate that an animal needs medical attention. So now you don't want to be close enough to see this, but you, you accidentally stumble upon when you come around mm-hmm. the point and there's a seal right there. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to try to avoid it as best mm-hmm. you can, but- if it doesn't even if its eyes are just glazed and it doesn't even look at you, that could be a sign that it's in peril because it, could, it should say, "Hey, what are you doing back there?" Right. Yeah. And, and want an eye on you for yeah. you know to be safe for so, sure. If, okay. But there is a species. So we do see harp seals um, in this area from about January to April. They come down from northern Canada. We even had one that we satellite tagged um, that was released. I think like probably eight or nine years ago now from the aquarium that went to Greenland within a couple of days. So they travel really far distances. But um, when they come down this way, so there's so much ice up in northern Canada and where they're from. um, But what we think might be happening is with climate change and that ice melting, the older animals are kind of dominating the limited space on the ice packs now. And they're pushing off the younger harp seals. So we are seeing more like yearling and juvenile harp seals in our coverage area um, over the past couple of years, more so than ever. Would this have something to do with global warming yeah. and uh, I mean, everything shrinking? Oh, that's not real. Yeah, right? yeah, no, it's, it's not, not real. All right. I think so. in 200 years, people are going to be like, what the hell were they thinking? Yeah. If there's people still around. Right. You yeah. know, that's yeah. going to be the thing. I heard a similar thing about like uh, snowy owls. The the lemming population has dropped so much for, for feeding Ooh, reasons that okay. we see a lot of the younger juveniles down here. That might be a Scott Cummings tip. Uh, maybe. Speaking of speaking of name dropping, yeah. so he's one of your first responders. He's a first responder of ours. Yeah, so and he's gone out to seals because we have a really large population of gray seals and harbor seals at North Light on oh, yeah. Black Island lately, especially. I, last well, few yeah, years. I know. So it, since 2018, we've actually seen them all year round on island and. In the past, they've kind of been out there in the winter and then in the summer with all the tourists. They're like, peace out. We're getting out of here. Um, But so it's been interesting. And in the summertime, we constantly get calls about seals on the North Light. And some of them are even entangled. We're seeing more and more entanglements as well, which is always frustrating because those seals are in that large herd of other seals. So if we were to go disentangle one seal, we're going to flush the whole whole population out there and they're the entangled flush hold on flush oh sorry yeah so they're all gonna scatter to the water oh okay (laughs) yeah which is what you said you want to try not Not to do do, because yeah they're they're doing their thing let them do their thing right yep okay because that would be like essentially like so the marine mammal protection act um is focused around this word take which is like disturbing or harming any seals and so if we disturb that whole whole population mm-hmm. it'd be a lot of takes um so you have to get a special permit that would authorize you to um to be able to do something like that but another challenge is that the entangled seals are free swimming so they'll come out on the beach and then they get spooked easy and then they go back into the water so we really it's hard to get hands on them until they're actually like debilitated and it's affected uh, them that much which really stinks could you like bring a taser and tase the seal <laughs> first so that it can't get away mm. i mean we could so great idea <laughs> yeah great idea what? You're, you're uninvited to the aquarium what <laughs> i'm an idea guy I, you have to think outside the box. Yeah, sometimes, I think outside the Rich. box. All right, I'm down. I'm down. What if you dressed like one of us up like a, a sexy, you know, uh, female seal? If it's a male or vice versa, you know. How's your we seal could... call? Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> that might scare them. Away. Is that the seal call? Perfect. Well, how's yours, Sarah? <laughs> oh gosh. What the, what does a seal sound like? 
Well, it depends on the species. So gray they can seals, make a, lot, a wide variety of noises. A lot too. of noises. Yeah. Gray seals are so dramatic. We have one <laughs> weanling in the clinic now. Like it sounds like someone is getting murdered when people walk by, and they can't see what's happening in the clinic. So I always am like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my god! It's that, yeah, they literally are like it's. It, you guys are pretty spot on, to be oh honest. So god. I'm always yeah, laughing, nice. and we're not even doing anything. It's just like all day long, they're just making weird noises. Well, they're probably not. They don't know they're there for a good reason. In yeah. their mind, they're like, "Why am I here? Yeah, where's my lettuce? <laughs> oh Wait, what god. is? What do the seals eat? Fish, they eat obviously. Fish, yeah. At, uh, um, yeah. So we'll feed them herring. We try to feed them the fish that has the most calories. So they're on an Icelandic herring right now. Oh, um, it has over two thousand something kcal's per fish, okay. which is a lot. Is it so. organic? Is it artisanal? Super. Is organic. it farm to table? <laughs> <laughs> It's all restaurant quality fish. Good, perfect. Yes. Oh, yeah, nice. nothing but the best. Our sea turtles mm-hmm. get like a whole sushi platter. I really? Mean, yeah, it's pretty. Incredible. Do you get it from like Peking, Tokyo, right across Just the? Right, stri- yeah, yeah, right over to Johnny's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're so nice there. Yeah, they get scallops, shrimp, squid, fish, wow. clam. They get everything. So what you you just touched on sea turtles? So that you you obviously so, deal with those yeah. too. Give us a little rundown on the variety of of uh, species you run into around Block Island. Yeah, not not the entire. You know, the, if you miss one, that's fine. I mean, yeah, no. Um, I'm assuming so, we're not seeing the Hawaiian. <laughs> we seal. see green sea turtles. What about the Hawaiian seals, though? That what did you call oh, them? Oh, the Hawaiian monk seal. Are they? They're, they're only in warm weather. They're the okay. only species that is in the warm weather. Okay. All right. Um. But yeah, so we'll see four species of sea turtles that come up our way in the summer around Block Island. Leatherbacks. Yeah, let's see. We'll test your. Uh... Uh, that's all I know. <laughs> Is there one of the other kind? Brown. <laughs> loggerheads are kind Logger- of an orange. Oh, loggerhead. Right? That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, loggerheads. Dave Sniffin would be so disappointed in us. He right now. he probably is. Yeah, he's an uh, animal guy. All right, uh, so we got loggerhead, loggerhead, green, green, green leatherback, leatherback, and then the smallest and critically endangered Kemp's Ridley sea turtle. Never heard wow. of. Them. Yeah, they're like a dinner plate size. The size that we see are typically the smaller. Uh, juveniles and they're like the size of a dinner plate. So, do any of them lay eggs up in this area, or are they all southern breeders? Southern, but they'll just come up here to eat in the summer, and then they should head back down in the fall, like the manatee should have. Um, but a lot of them, because like you know, from fall to winter, I feel like it used to be this gradual change in temperature, and now it's like, oh, it's beautiful, and the next day it's freezing out. Yeah. yeah. So there's such an abrupt drop in the temperature these days that the turtles just don't make it back down south in time, and they go into a hypothermic state, essentially, called cold stunning. So <clears throat> Massachusetts is always tricky with the elbow shape of the geography. They get mass sea turtle strandings over there. Sorry, I realize I'm going off like on the No, that's fine. Good. That's <laughs> good. That's what this is for. It, like, on the inside of the bay, they yes, go around, and they get exactly. inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, yeah. like... By feeding over there, they unintentionally drew the short straw because they like not only have to try to figure out how to get out of that area, but they have to do it. They don't quickly. have um, GPS to find the canal yeah. to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so we actually have um, six sea turtles in house right now, four Kemp's Ridley's and two loggerheads that um, came from that mass stranding event in uh, Massachusetts area. So they're almost ready for release. Um so we all, you transport then when yeah so i mean we're is mystic plays like a key role in um the rehabilitation for those animals just because we're so close to massachusetts too so it's a really easy transfer 
um, to to bring them over from like New England Aquarium or um, National Marine Life Center out on Cape Cod. So and what uh, dolphins? I would imagine. Yes, sometimes. we have dolphins. Yeah. Common dolphins, ironically, the most common species we see. But there's bottlenose, um, Atlantic white sided. Um, I'd say those are the m- most common species of dolphins we see. I remember a few years ago on Block Island, there was one that was just kind of in Old Harbor down near the the uh, docks, and it was just kind of doing circles. I think it was it was sick. Probably or a bottlenose. Like, yeah, but I missed yeah. it. You guys came in and helped that dolphin out as yeah. well. Yeah. Are porpoises different than dolphins? They are. Oh, we do see harbor porpoises. What a great too. question. Yeah, great, great question. question. Mm. Yeah. So they're they're usually a, a lot smaller. The harbor porpoises are a lot smaller, but we will see those guys. Um, whales. We have humpback whales, minke whales, uh, North Atlantic right whales, which all of the those whales, um, there's an unusual mortality event declared for them, which just means that there um, over the past couple of years was an uh, increase in mortalities for those species. So essentially when one like washes up, um, it's kind of like a federal investigation. So we have to kind of put our forensics hat on and do what we call a necropsy, which is like an autopsy, yeah. um, but it's so important because we want to try to find out why that animal died. If it was we... something it ingested or... <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yep. And so that's a... I mean, I just... I think it's important to be the voice for the animals and, you know, tell their story about what's happening out in the ocean and how they're being affected. So, um, yeah, we take our knee coffees very seriously, but... Um, now, our, oh, go ahead. No, you go. I have so many questions. It's I know. Just this step is, I'm learning so much. <laughs> all right. So since we're on the topic, yeah. uh, turtles, whales, all of those things, mm-hmm. they shouldn't be on the beach ever. Cur- well, Do yes. turtles Turtles, rest? they will just come on the beach to nest, really. So but, but they not shouldn't. Up here. Not up here. Yep. So if we, that's a surefire sign. Obviously, you see a whale, porpoise, dolphin. Even a sea turtle, it's questionable. Sea, yeah, sea turtles to, can survive on it, land, but the dolphin and whales, that's a big You want to make the call yeah, as soon as you sure. see that. Yeah. That's not even a... Yeah. yeah. Even, honestly, but even like whales, if you see a whale on a boat, I mean, we just always, I mean, fishermen are always on the water and they know more about what's going on out there than we do. So we always appreciate like a call from a fisherman or, you know, just any recreational boater letting us know, hey, there's two humpback whales out here because then we can notify the Coast Guard and they'll put like a notification out for all boaters just to keep an eye out. Because one of the main things that um, we're seeing with like whales and even like sea turtles are vessel strikes. Yep. And with boats now, the technology is so advanced that you could put them on auto- autopilot basically and not even have to really watch where you're going. And these animals, you know, surface for air and feed close to the surface. So they're always at risk for the vessel strikes. Um, so it's kind of nice to just know when these animals are out there so we can put that call out to the Coast Guard. I think past summer I saw a humpback by the windmills off Buck uh, Island, yeah. you know, because I have seen them come through there i've seen the whole feeding frenzy too where the birds oh. are diving and the herrings under them How and then cool. and the whales are coming up from below and it's really really cool but yeah so the last whale sighting i had was a humpback out there very cool yeah very cool are there um are there any animals that if you do see it on the beach or it seems like in distress like that we shouldn't call you for like how about seagulls if you see a seagull <laughs> with a broken wing do we call you we get so many seagull calls i bet i yeah, mean there's only it, so much you can yeah we don't so we actually don't bring or aren't permitted to bring in avian species for rehab um but i mean if people do call the hotline we'll 
give them numbers of a bird rehab center or something like that to redirect them over there. Um, so like also like by the same token, if you're like walking by Finn's seafood on Block Island, let's say, and you see someone outside on the patio with a lobster on their plate, you shouldn't call, call yeah. for that. And they're dunking it in butter. Don't call for that. I mean, probably not. Probably not. No. Okay. Only call Just to let us know where... The There's actually some are. signals for people <laughs> that we see on the beach that you should call. You know, say again? Certain, certain symptoms people will show if they're laying on the beach. Yeah. Same thing if they won't yeah, keep about... eye contact or you know. Yeah. It's clearly. What if we're hanging out at Ballard some afternoon <laughs> and like you know, there's a bunch of people we could probably call. Probably. About, but oh yeah. Won't. Yo, you mm-hmm. should hear the hotline calls we get. We have. Uh, <laughs> it's it's entertaining sometimes. Give like, us well, one you know, of your funniest uh, ones. Give us one of They're doing the right thing. You know. Yeah. Come on, give us one funny A crab. <laughs> um, or will you get in trouble? You won't get in trouble. You think I, about I, it. We'll call like, anonymous. Yeah, I got to think. We you, have like a whole like list. You think about it. Well, we'll like, we can right, come back Some choice one. ones. Yeah. We'll ask you after we turn. After yeah, the yeah. That might be okay. better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did you, you know, earlier you talked about the transmission so you won't go back into the the active uh, exhibits once yeah. you've been in with the sick animals. Is there anything that can be communicated? Is that the right word? From, from humans to, uh, yeah. Any, oh, there is. Yeah. Well, mostly. So, um, seals actually, we do get a lot of seals in with like influenza or like pneumonia and stuff like that. So, um, different types of influenza can transmit to humans too. So, I mean, right now the avian influenza is going around and there's been cases in, um, Connecticut. So the aquarium's taking like extra, extra precaution, um, and put in some new protocols to keep our animals safe from that. Um, so yeah, when we're working and bring animals in, we like swab them to test for stuff like that. Um, Focine distemper virus was an unusual mortality event that happened in seal species in our network, essentially, from like Maine to Virginia. Um, that was a big word. That was, yeah, that was, a, that was my big word alert. Oh. <laughs> Whenever you said that last <laughs> illness. Oh, the Focine distemper virus. That's the one. That's yeah. the one. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was something that could potentially like transmit to humans too. So we always, I mean, you never know what an animal is going to have when they come in. So we always just take the precautions. We wear a mask and can wear goggles, stuff like that. Um, we're basically covered head to toe. And and when you do rescue an animal, um, what, how do you move them around? I mean, do you like, is it like a stretcher or is it like, do you bring a little, you know, seal wheelchair out there? Or like, <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. Um, for younger seals, we usually just use like a dog kennel. Which is nice and oh, easy. Oh, yeah, like a little crate. Yeah, yep. like a little crate. Yep. Um, if it's like a dolphin, then we have to use a stretcher. So it really just depends. Larger seals, we have like a very large crate that um, was designed specifically for large animals. So that just requires like six people to carry. But. And then let's say you're up on Cape Cod doing a rescue. Um, how do you then get them back to Mystic? Do they is it like a truck with a tank in the back, or is it a boat? Do you keep them on a boat? Or how yeah, does that so work? seals don't have to be wet all the time, so they can get transferred um, just dry. Um, but like for the manatee, I mean, for an animal like that who has to be wet or constantly, dolphin. or a dolphin, then yeah. you would spray them um, with like an ortho, like a little sprayer, just to keep their skin nice and wet yeah. um, throughout the transport. Um, but there's organizations, so our like coverage area, we're not um, permitted to respond to animals outside of our coverage area. So we have a stranding agreement that is permits us to 
to respond to animals in Rhode Island, Fisher's Island, and Connecticut. And like, does do other like does the Boston Aquarium? I'm sorry, I don't. I know. Yeah, I, yeah. Is there like beef? Do you guys does it, do aquariums no. have like gangs or anything like actually- Anchorman? You know where they fight? <laughs> You're over the like line. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens no. if a seal is like half on your side of the line and half on their side? Oh, yeah. is it so who's so who's got the head? Yeah. The, he- the heads in our turf, so it's ours. Yeah. We pull out a penny when we flip a coin. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. But but you guys work. I would assume yeah. you work with other aquariums. Yeah. Around because I mean, you're all in it for the love of the animals, so for right? sure. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. a good question. So, we actually, so the network I was speaking about before is called the Greater Atle- Atlantic Regional Stranding Network, and that's made up of stranding organizations from Maine down to Virginia. And there's different um, regions within the the country, but like our region will meet on a, like a monthly basis and kind of all just chat about different trends that are going on in our areas, and it's kind of a nice way to like give a heads up like that um, unusual mortality event I talked about with the seals with yeah. that really big word focusing distemper virus she that said you it love. Again. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were kind of like notified of it because Maine started seeing like a high mortality rate before other areas. So they're like, Hey guys, we saw this increase in seal mortalities. Let us know if you guys see anything. And the federal government said, let's just wait and see what happens. (laughs) Like like they've done with certain things in our region. Right, exactly. (laughs) um, That's good to know. So you guys are cool. You guys help each other out. We help each other out. We'll talk about different cases. So it's a nice way to learn from each other on these calls too. Uh, On the subject of other aquariums, I've only, I'm not a big aquarium guy. I've been to a few. I've been Mm -hmm. to Boston, uh, the one in Baltimore, and I've been to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Have you been to that one? I haven't, I've, haven't I've just been to New England and Boston? Okay, okay. The yeah, Monterey what's your, ones. What's your, that's a good one. It's amazing. Oh. It's incredible. I mean, it's no Mystic Aquarium. Don't oh, get me wrong. Well, yeah. But uh, no, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Check that one out because they have like a natural tank that like it's fed by the ocean and it just like mm. it's cool. It's cool. That's you know, really it's yeah. Pretty cool. I think I saw it on that Star Trek movie, but I didn't get to see it in real life. Like the you. Star Trek movie. Yeah, there was one where they had to come. Never mind. They All had right, to come so, and record the whale song because. The spaceship stopped hearing the whale calls, so they had to go oh. back in time and bring a whale to the present day so that it could – and as soon as it picked up – like it, this spaceship was worried because it stopped hearing the whales crying on wow. planet Earth. Wow. It was a great movie. I hope aliens are concerned about I'm the whales. surprised you don't right. know about that. It was right. only like Have you ever had to ago. pull a mission like that where you've had to go back in time, Sarah, to rescue <laughs> Gosh, a whale or anything? I could only hope <laughs> that's in the future. That would be fun. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. pretty cool. How, do you know of any aquariums that have a great white in captivity? Monterey had one for a minute, like years ago, five or six, seven, ten years ago. I, I have no idea. Yeah, because I just I wonder why that specific shark. It's such a focus point of everybody. So, but they, I guess you'd have to waste an entire tank on it because it would eat whatever you put in there with it, right? Yeah. Well, maybe. I guess. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's try and catch one. I mean, All right. I don't <laughs> think we're allowed to open. That. You guys can open your own. Uh, the two guys shark, on Block uh, Island Aquarium. Yeah. Shark experience. The rich yeah. Mark and Rich's shark experience. Yeah. Great white shark experience. <laughs> That'll what be good. Go wrong. Oh, everything. <laughs> It'd be great. We'll be I'm dressed a, like mermaids. Yeah, Knowing go. everything can go wrong, yeah. I'll still do it. I'm down. You know, <laughs> we like to live dangerous. You know that? Are you familiar with the Block Island Maritime Institute? Have you yes. heard of them? Yes. They, they started some touch tanks and yeah. some neat yeah. stuff. Actually, Valerie, who runs it, she's one of my first responders. Oh, so uh, I did a talk one. over there last year, but yeah. Who, who, who else are first responders on Block Island? You, you oh, know, am I going to just shout them out? Name you, Paul? You can shout them out if you that? can remember them. Oh, yeah. I mean, in other words, some people get freaked out when they miss one person. So, oh, well, you know. well, yeah, I know. I mean, Jules Cranock, he's a 
He's a he's been our responder for a while. Um, Valerie Barb McMullen. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. great. Barb's yep, great. Yep. Love Barb. She can um, also open up a checking account for you. That's right. <laughs> At the same time. At the same time. Jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Social security um, number. Hang on a second. Yeah, hang. it's looking around. I think it's okay. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but no, we have such a great crew out there. I love, love and Scott. Love you mentioned Scott. Scott yes, yeah, yeah. Scott's one of them. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the others. I know we have like sixteen of them. But, wow. Well, yeah. shout out to all of our block yes. guys. Yes. Thank uh, them. First responders. Oh, for, they're amazing. I feel yeah. so bad. I have to call and be like, "Can you go check on the seal at North Light?" And it's Oof. like such a haul to go out yeah. there, and they're they're awesome. So wow. they get they get their exercise. Well, here let me let me explain something to you about Block Islanders. Any excuse to get out of work or go, you know, <laughs> yeah. screw around for a couple hours, we'll take it. So you guys are going to be apparently the, the newest we're, first we're responders. Getting, as long as I can drive up to it, I'll do it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, we, I only we have, have a, I have a mo- you're doing uh, the next. Uh, you know, yeah. I only have a scooter out there, so as long as I can, you know, throw the seal on the back of the scooter and we can figure something out. You right. just, you're only supposed to observe. Yeah. Well, no, I wanted to get a sidecar for my scooter so I can drive seals <laughs> the around the island. <laughs> but yeah, we do our first responder training every fall. So if anybody out there wants to be a first responder, um, it's like an hour and a half, a two hour training. And we kind of go through some basics and then there's no time commitment. Basically, I have my list of responders on island and I'll go through the list. And if people are like, I'm at, stuck at work, I can't. I can't leave. Then I just go down my list and call somebody else. So, do you ever call someone and they're like, "Sorry, I'm hammered right now." <laughs> yeah. That's usually probably what it would be on block. Or right. they're picky. Yeah. What is it? I'll see. Is it no, I'm seal? good. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> call me if you get a whale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I only do. Yeah. I only do dolphins. Dolphin. I only do yeah. dolphins. Yeah. Sorry, I'm the dolphin. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, what uh, what what number should they call? Or I guess you yeah. can just Google it. Is there something? There, just, yeah, just, our uh, Mystic Aquarium uh, phone number. So 860-572-5955. And we are at extension 107. Okay. And that's, I'm sure that information is easily it's on the accessible website. on the yeah. website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And then, you know, before we, I, I know we're we not are running, getting a we're, little, you know, we're not running out close. just, no, yet. we're not running out. So, no, so no, let's, no, no. let's, let's plug, uh, where does the funding come from? And is, do you guys take donations? I, yeah. I would imagine most of the aquarium is funded by membership and, and the door. Mm-hmm. But is there any federal grants? Do you get money from the Yeah, feds so and- we do get some federal grants. So we have a Prescott grant um, through the federal government that we get for all marine mammal work. Um, but that doesn't fund our whole of operation. Not, no. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, donations are fantastic. Honestly, I always just tell people, if you want to support the aquarium, just walk through the, the aquarium yeah, doors. Just come buy a ticket. Just come. Yeah, buy, buy a, a ticket. ticket. Exactly. Yeah. And can you tell us yeah. what are some of the things, cool things happening at the aquarium? Aquari- oh my God, what's wrong? <laughs> what are some of the cool things happening at the aquarium this spring and summer going into this next season? Besides Anything? the photosynthesis, like, sound of thing, whatever yeah, that whatever was, that. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know there are, so specific dates are, I don't have a, uh, those right now but if you go on the aquarium website there's an events page which we list all of our events our animal rescue program is going to be doing a lot of beach cleanups which will be listed on there Um, we have conservation talks on a regular basis um we have like a cocktails with the whales kind of thing that sounds like really fun that sounds like something we should do Mm -hmm. oh yeah Yeah. you guys yeah we'll have to have you over to the aquarium for cocktails cocktails with the whales whales. and our program our animal rescue program um does like a fundraiser usually every summer too so um yeah so that 
And of yeah, course, I would imagine people well. can just donate if they feel yeah, like to the aquarium. Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, all, and all summer we do a mini pod. So if we can get wind of when you do have something coming, the mini pod's yeah. very timely and we every week. Uh, oh, I'm, good I'm sorry. More up to the minute stuff than yeah. recording. Yeah, so let us oh, know. Yeah, so we'll we'll be happy to give you a plug a week or two before and see if we can't get more people. Now, can this is going to sound like a stupid question. That's I, right. Is it okay if yeah. I ask a dumb question? No. Go for it. Do people ever make a donation but say they want it to just be for sea turtles or stuff like they that? They will make it and be like, this is specific for the animal rescue program. So you okay. can designate where you want your your donation to go to for sure. All right. So Yeah. And, Very cool. Um, you still the beluga whales are still do you have belugas at the Yeah, we no? do. Um so they're participating in a lot of really important research for conservation because the Cook Inlet beluga whale population is declining at an alarming rate. Uh, um uh. and so our whales are, you know, participating in um research which is really important to help save that species and find out why that species is dying at such an alarming rate. Um and yeah, we have a whole research team that's dedicated to that, the belugas so. are uh, they're gassy, aren't they? I believe oh. they're flatulent, aren't they? Oh, I don't know if they're super gassy. I thought I they were. Know. I thought I remember last time <laughs> I go going there that they were like, oh yeah, the they can make that noise with the blowhole. No, it wasn't that one. It <laughs> the They'll do it like end. a. <laughs> it wasn't that. Never mind. No, I'm gonna edit that out anyway. Well, I like it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. No, I did. I, I remember for some reason they're like, oh, beluga whales fart a lot. You and know what? I, I just remember seeing the bubbles going up from not the blowhole, the other. Oh. Like, you know what? I realize is my question wasn't the stupid one. No, see, I see. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> Thank I you. saved you. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is why Excellent. I'm part of this. I make Rich look actually smart. Uh, that's great. <sighs> Man, this has been so great. I mean, I've learned so. Anything else we should ask? Is there anything that we didn't ask? Yeah, that, is there that our listeners should know? Um, I would say that, you know, the animals, I like to think of it like imagine you are living in your house and people are like either throwing all of their trash in your house or you can't like if you were to like not be able to remove the trash from your house, like imagine living in that all the time. And so I like to think of like that's what our animals are doing. They're in the ocean. They can't they have nowhere else to go. And we just keep throwing all of our trash and polluting their oceans. So um, I would just ask listeners to do what they could, you know, do those little inconveniences um, like, you know, bring your own water bottle places or try to bring a, your own reusable bag food shopping like any little thing that you can do every day really does make a huge difference um i know sometimes people are like oh this is just one little thing it's not going to make a big impact but imagine if everybody did those little things every day then it really does anything we can do to help these animals um because you know we our program sees firsthand the the effects that humans are having on their their life every day and their survival so yeah um, Bottom we all li- need to work together. Bottom line, humans fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah, big time. Pretty much. No doubt. Unfortunately, yeah. that's how it, uh, how it goes. Well, anyway, on Block Island, we do take it very seriously. We've yeah. we've gotten rid of plastic bags, plastic straws, I think. Yep. We get yep. rid of those. Um, in fact, a lot of people are carrying around the metal straws. Yeah, and those just are keep great. Them, yeah, my wife does I, I think a lot of people, I, I think Block Island is on that curve of making sure that it's, you know, they, they, most people that come there get it. Like, yeah. you know, don't, Good. don't mess with it. I mean, yeah. we've got a lot of trash walkers too in the mornings. They'll walk around and pick stuff up. And, uh, and I think a lot of it has to do with the effort to save the great salt pond when they, when they, you know, just, just stop all discharge. And I think people are pretty respectful. There. That's but, great. Yeah. But Black like Island you said, uh, you could be picking up a piece of trash off the beach that came from, you know, Maine yeah. or, oh, for sure. you know, Bermuda for yeah. that matter, you know? Absolutely. 
All right. Um, shall we wrap it up? I guess. I, this is fun. This is really a good time. Did you time. have a good time? I had a we, good time. We had a blast yeah. talking to you. It's, oh, this thank is great. You. Yeah. To, I mean, if, if you'd have me back, I'd love to come back sometime. I, absolutely. I think that's a I think yeah. 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 yeah, but, well, it'll depend because yeah. we're not exactly done with you Oh, yet. yeah, yeah. Oh. We, we, um, we do this one thing we do at the end with all of our guests. It's called oh. the lightning round. Oh. So we're just going to ask you a bunch of questions. And okay. you just, the first thing that comes to your mind, you just spit it back to us, okay? Okay, I'm you a game? nervous. You I mean, I'm oh, game. No, I'm always worry. game. Let's go. Uh, shoot, it <laughs> shoot it out there. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I mean, she like went to go play hockey in Australia yeah. and then live on a deserted island off Hawaii. Checking She's people on bumpy ice. Would you, would you answer some silly questions? <laughs> no, no, I'm not comfortable <laughs> no, with that. I'm wearing my helmet. Yeah. All right, Rich, why don't you go ahead All right, lead it off. If you come back in the next life as a sea creature, what would you be? Narwhal. Ooh. Ooh, there see it full circle. Uh would you rather spend a week in the forest or a night in a real haunted house? A forest. A humpback whale meets a sea turtle and he says, Would you mind scratching my blank? Back. Nice. Sorry, that, I... Which is hump. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Um, do you work with anyone named Larry? No. Do you eat fish? Yes. Would you rather spend a week in the forest? Or oh, hey, we did wait, that one. You d- doubled up duplicates. All right, all right. Oh, well, then I'm going to call an audible. I got my own question. Who would audible. you rather see in a mermaid costume, me or Rich? Oh, Rich. Oh, <laughs> good, good answer. <laughs> all right, this might already have been answered, but six month research trip anywhere in the world. Where would you go? The Galapagos. Good call. Oh, yeah, I think I'm. Yeah. I'm not a researcher, but I'd I, go there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be so. Yeah. Uh, well, Sarah Callen from the Mystic Aquarium Animal Rescue Unit Team Squadron wow. Leader, That's doing the great work, and your Legion of Volunteers. Legion of Thank volunteers. you to all of you. Yeah, yeah the volunteers yeah. are so great. The program possible. couldn't run without wouldn't them. Be Absolutely not. That's no, amazing. amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. You got that many passionate people on board. Well, thank you so much yeah. for being a guest on our podcast. Thank you guys. This Hopefully, is, I'll see you on island next time I'm out there. I'm I'm gonna have to come. Definitely. You'll probably see us at the aquarium. So get that lettuce ready. Get the lettuce ready. Yeah. Your tail, mermaid tail, will be waiting <laughs> yep, for you. Right. Cocktails with the whales. That's yeah. what yeah. we're heading for. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm down for that. All right. Well, listen, listeners, as always, please send us your ideas, comments, questions. You can email us at twoguysonbi at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on all of the proper social media channels, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, And most importantly, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And even more important, tell your friends about the podcast, because that's how, you know, that's how the word gets out there, really. And it it shows that it's working, because we're getting more and more listeners. Yeah, we are. Really enjoying this. And it's because of great guests like Sarah and, you know, all these other people. All right. So anyway, great week. Uh, Rich, I guess that's it. That's it. Let's wrap it up. All right, man. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Hey, Rich, um, I got my mermaid outfit in the trunk. Uh, should we, do you have yours with you? Of course. Do you think they'd mind if we just kind of dove into the tank down there? Would we get kicked out? Do you there think is only one way to home? find out, my friend. Warm up the car. That's right. Let's, Let's go. go. What shall we do with the sailor? What shall we do with the sailor? What shall we do with the sailor?